All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Real Life Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distilleries, Joe, Wanye, Begged Milk. Gentlemen's. Is everyone okay in here, by the way? Speaking of Hanson Distillery, you mentioned them. Right before your right before your face mash. What do you see? I see two good looking men that the internet has never seen their face on. That's <laughs> what I see heavens. right now. What do they do? That's what I see. No, I see a wonderful bottle of Nation vodka, and even my boy Wanye has a quote on it. Unbelievable. Which is pretty awesome. I, when Bag Milk first handed me this bottle, yeah. first thing I said was, this label is dope. So dope. It is, it is dope. It is great. It's amazing. And now I just want to drink all of this right now. So it's Nation Vodka yeah, made by Hanson's this. Distilleries. And this is why Hanson's, the good folks at Hanson's, got on this podcast was they're like, we're going to put out a Nation Vodka with you guys. And lo and behold, if it isn't a real thing. I a, drank a lot of that on Saturday night. Did you just refill this with water and give it to me? Is, is this No, the that's point? sealed. That's that the is, that is sealed, yeah, yeah, that's ready for export or import. How great is it going to be when one guy actually walks through the like the uh, store and sees it? Wayne Gretzky drinks his vodka, just with the quote from Wanya on the side. <laughs> well, that's not Wayne Gretzky. If you're listening, Wayne Gretzky's lawyers, who I'm sure are very litigious. <laughs> well, and your know. signature does look the same as, as the great one. So. My little muscle guy. Yes. I also think it looks cool, the packaging, because it looks like the off-white, like the New Jersey. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That, that's why like it really yeah. jumped out to me. It's a, mm-hmm. what would you call that, eggshell? I don't know, off-white, I suppose. I went to Royal Bison, that hipster art thing, and I was chatting with some chap, and he's like, yes, I've done all sorts of things, in fact, and this is like, I hadn't met him before. In fact, I recently just did Nation Vodka for Hanson's <laughs> Distilleries. Yes. I was like, this city ain't big enough for the one of us, because you just bump into whoever you, you might bump into, but isn't that fun mm-hmm. that that guy had done that? It's just that a great job. Small world, yeah, it looks awesome. So now we can get crunk on this shit, and yes. we sell it online, Hanson sells it. I didn't know he could sell booze online. 
Yeah, apparently. Can yeah. you buy, I guess, anything online? Mm. Well, true. if you know where to look, yeah, you true. can buy anything. But really? Like, so you can buy you can buy this. Where can people buy it online? Just uh, dot com. yeah. And then, like, it's also in liquor stores. I think it's going to, like, Sherbrooke, Sherbrooke Liquor. Sherbrooke, yeah. But we have a 1,000 bottles made. Ooh. And so. the guy at Hanson's, I guess, wheeled into the party and was like, it's the new Ciroc. And then you were like, D- Dibs beating DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he rolled into the party at the Pine on Saturday night. He's wheeled in Nation Vodka, as you do. Yeah. And then shots are going around. And I'll tell you, when I see a clear shot coming my way, I feel like it's tequila. By the way, that's one of the proudest things I've done at The Nation so far is turning our events away from Jack Daniels, which is that horrible <laughs> oh. elixir, that Wanye and the Squire. Yeah. Like, when I first started, it was Jack all the time. All and the it was time. horrible. And I crowbarred tequila nice. in there, and it's one nice. of my proudest things ever. So I yeah. assumed it was tequila that was coming toward me, this beautiful elixir right in front of me, Nation Vodka, and it was delightful. Well, I've been with you guys for now a few months, and my plan is now to... Jam it from tequila to vodka. I'm a vodka man myself. Are you a good I man? Give this a snort and see I if you will. like, like it. I will. I, I'm a big fan of it. You can mix it with anything. Really, vodka. You can mix any alcohol with anything. But oh, mux, absolutely. vodka, you can truly mix with anything. Absolutely. You guys ever mixed vodka with Gatorade? Yes. Oh, yeah. Super G2. It's not, is that what it's called? Well, we call anything with a vo- shot of vodka super. So you can super beer yourself. So this is the super real life podcast. The super <laughs> real life podcast. Yes. Exactly. Well, imagine putting nation vodka in nation beer and super nationing yourself. That's, that's, that's a, neck level. That sounds like a t-shirt. Supernation yourself. <laughs> I've got well, an idea. Fun. There's like a weird moment here where I'm like reading this bottle and it's like, more than 10 years ago on the shores of the North Saskatchewan. I'm like, okay. Nation founder Wanya Gretz discovered a bottle. I'm like, I don't remember doing that. Within this within this drop was one drop of an elixir so bold and pure. Upon tasting it, a new Yeg hope was born within him. I'm like, I feel like I'm at my funeral reading my own obituary. <laughs> is is like, that the crawl from the new Star Wars movie? Holy Very cow. strange. Like, one decade of darkness later, Sir Gretz. I'm like, I'd never call myself that. <laughs> Go to the other side of the bottle. I did call myself that. Okay, okay. Uh, stumbled into the Hanson Distillery where his lips once again tasted this elusive concoction. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about <laughs> this bottle? I'm like, it's perfect. Yeah. We did it exactly perfect. It's got gibberish on there. Gives the river a shout out. You know I love a good North Saskatchewan shout out. You do love the river. Oh, so if you're looking for some last minute Christmas gifts yeah. or holiday gifts. Or, or gift just get wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Just to get fucked up. Hanson Distillery, Nation Vodka. Good um, times. And thank you, Hanson. Yes, thank you thank so much you. for doing this. Like, to see a vodka is quite hilarious. Made right, right here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Sick tagline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's not in Alberta, boys? The super expensive mansion Daryl Cates just purchased. Good. Do we, do we, is that, My so how God. much do we know about Cates' mansion? I'm going to call it 4.0, because I imagine he has compounds all over North America. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All so I could focus on was the 750 thousand dollar lease per month yeah that's that was like my eyes went whoop and like to be that ballin good gracious to pay more per month than most people don't make in a lifetime no Just people make seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in a lifetime eh, think so a 30-year career that is true okay i'll take that back okay. that's still a lot of money yeah math <laughs> math is on my straw that's a lot of money for oh. a mansion so that's in california correct is it like yes. in los angeles do we know is it in santa barbara is it in santa clara san jose I'm running out of California. All the sands. Yeah. Where was Sons of Anarchy formed? Bakersfield? Mm, somewhere in the, uh, the OC, maybe? Yeah. Do you remember that show? I do remember the OC. Course, they're in Malibu, aren't they? Orange I County? I think it's in Malibu. The OC. Mm-hmm. On the shores of Malibu. It's so beautiful. is Deke Cates trying to do a reboot of the OC, starring his own family? I don't know, but is I think it's like a, it's a cool moment to realize it in like 1988. <laughs> well done, by the way. Yes, Sandy. <laughs> 1988, we have to sell Gretzky. 
to L.A. to like the big shiny L.A. businessman who wheels in with who is his a criminal. Co- yes, well, they often are. The, <laughs> when the tide goes out, Maz, you'll see who's wearing a bathing suit. But uh, I think it's really interesting that you know we had to sell Gretzky to the L.A. guys, and yep. like I was a little tiny guy at that point, like not even really old enough to understand anything. But even I felt like shame, like oh, the Californians came and stole all our good <laughs> stuff, and now we got to eat garbage. And then like in the days of David Oliver going to New York, like there was an inferiority complex, right? Mm-hmm. And now, in my mind, for the owner of the Oilers to be like, <laughs> I'll just take the most expensive house in the history of L.A., suck it. That's great. It, That's it, like it, a good it, moment for Edmonton. It is. Have you guys ever seen the Californian skit from SNL? Yeah. Where it's just people with bad accents? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I picture Daryl Cates and his family going, what are you doing for the next uh, three months? And there'll be people who are like, oh, man, I put a photo up of it on Instagram just to see the cocoonery of idiocy coming out. And there people are like, well, of course he has a house like that. We're not spending any money on the power <laughs> play. And, oh, it must be nice to have a house like that. We're not at the cap. I thought, yeah, I was just going to say, my favorite thing that came out on Twitter this week was that the reason he bought that house was because they didn't spend the extra like five, six million bucks <laughs> on the cap. Man, did I laugh. That was the best. The Oilers traded Jordan Eberle so Daryl Cates could buy this house, <laughs> correct? Is that what we're coming yes. to? Yes. That's and, what it is? And they're like, like logic among that set of people. It's just so funny, right? Like there's been people all the way along since Cates bought the team. They're like, He's not really rich, <laughs> and they're like, I heard, I heard it's all a scam. And you're like, Oh, really? Like Bruce McNall three? Like I don't know if you can really do that when the team's two hundred million dollars now, right? Good on him, man. Oh like, yeah, this guy. Holy but, shit! I don't understand. Like I understand why people don't like him because he hasn't said three words in this since the start of the yep. franchise. But I like him, man. Like he, I'd rather a guy like that than Steinbrenner. Why, why is that? Who's out in front of the mics all the time, yeah. degrading the franchise and embarrassing himself, right? You got, like, banned, uh, you got banned from baseball for a stretch, too, Daryl right? George. Mark yeah. Cuban, right? I was going to say Mark Cuban is Makes always... it all about him. Yeah, yeah. Gates, like, did, doesn't Mark Cuban bring the guys to his house to play basketball there? Wouldn't surprise me if that would... I've Cuban read that did, somewhere. I, I think that Daryl has the old ice rink in Edmonton, and I'm pretty sure... I go play there? there? Well, yeah, but he doesn't make him do it, and so he isn't out there, like, with his hat and top... You know, hat and cane, like, da-da-da-da, Oilers. Like, I don't mind it. I think it's fine. How would have fans handled it had Daryl been, had we seen one shot of Daryl behind the bench, not even in his suite? You know those seats that are right behind? What if we saw Daryl every single home game? How much would that change the way other fans well, felt? We can't be first? at every single home game, yeah, right? Because there's but- two types of owners. There's owners who are either, like, retired mm-hmm. or subsequently divested of their stuff, and yeah. so the team is their business. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other folks who are like, I got to go run this multi-billion yeah. dollar business so I don't give a shit if Tom Gilbert blows through $4 million, <laughs> right? And you saw, like, in the global financial crisis, uh, what was the guy's name? Jerry Moyes, I think, who owned the uh, Coyotes. Yep. He had the world's, or the, I think North America's largest trucking company. And then it went to shit because of the global financial crisis. The last thing he cared about was the Phoenix Coyotes at this point, right? Yeah. And, like, Kate's in the last, since he's bought the team, has been doing the arena district. He's been selling Rexall. He's been in the movie biz, too. I know that's I don't know if you're really in the movie biz. I think you write a couple of checks for the movie biz. You probably go to some meetings for the movie biz. (laughs) I don't think Daryl Kate's is like, let me show you the rewrite on uh, the new Matrix movie there. (laughs) I I need to. Well, maybe he is. It would be. But he's moving from industry to industry. And now he's just, now he's in the cloud. It's amazing. Like, he's got. Got the most expensive house in Edmonton. Check. Unsaleable, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he's got the most expensive <laughs> house in LA, right? Yep. He's got the most expensive house in Kelowna. Wow. Those are like those those are places with a lot of money. He here, owns right? the penthouse in Fairmont in Vancouver. He made it into an apartment. Man. That's so baller. That really oh, is. So boss. Oh, this is how like kids who play hockey probably feel when they watch hockey because they're like, imagine you could do crossovers, whereas I was just like, oh, imagine any which skate would on which foot. <laughs> 
Whereas I think like with Case and just like, wow, he's a business guy that went out and started out and away he went. And man, oh man, has he killed it. Yeah, because like you, the one thing I've learned from working with you on is like you, you are a student of business. I think mm. that's a fair thing to put. Like owning a team, it's not just you cut a check and you say, see ya. Like there's a lot that goes into it. I know you're probably ways away from that, but would owning a team ever interest you as a business person? Or oh, you, would you just know. view it as an asset of... It, it would bring in X amount and it would cost me X amount. It depends, right? Well, no. Like, the nation, it's funny. I go to meetings and people are like, why do you spend all your time on the damn hockey thing? I'm like, because I love it. And yeah. I assume that's what owning a team would be like, okay. is that you're just, like, a kid who was probably too nerdy to actually be on the team. And you're so like, one day I'll get my brain and I'll fuck you all up. <laughs> You'll see, right? Who knows? Um, but you got to be really, really passionately involved, right? Because I think, like, for me, just myself i would only be interested in something from edmonton okay if i was like oh i own the new seattle nba team or whatever the fuck i could care less because i don't actually really like sports right you i just, just like, like the oilers, oilers okay. right yeah okay so but fair. i could see that there'd be the appeal of it yeah, it is interesting i think we should either on this podcast or behind closed we've talked about how prokhorov bought the, Bro- the brooklyn nets and after a year just really didn't give a shit about the brooklyn nets well so he bought the brooklyn all- nets so that putin couldn't just yeah. come boop Take him away and away he went. Like, doesn't that guy own the Nets, Jay-Z? Where'd he go? But that's what shows you what goes into buy, buying a team. Um, I'm a poor individual, so when I go to buy a new house, I go to, like, Kijiji and mm. look at the new rentals. Craigslist. Yeah, Bag Milk, where, where did Daryl Cates find this crazy man? Does he just drive around through this agent and, like, slowly roll down his window go, no, and then it rolls up and they speed away and go to the next one? Or is it, there's got to be a high profile? I like to think that he uses star map. Yes. And he was just on the tour. Where do I live? I'm Daryl (laughs) Cates. Yeah, I like to think that he was on the bus. He was was doing the touristy thing, maybe visiting the kids down in California. (laughs) And then he saw a house and he's just like, that's the one. But Daryl, somebody lives there. No, they don't. Not anymore. Well, I hear that the guy that sold the tune is actually like under financial duress. Oh, and so he's liquidating off a bunch of stuff. Tune? But he's been renting it for a while. <sighs> okay. Right? I think at that Good point, heavens. the global market's so small for what it is you're renting or yeah. buying. It's like, well, I want to sell my house. Shit. Phil, you want my house? No. Oh, okay. Who else can we call? We'll call Daryl. Remember that guy? You got right? those movie industry meetings that's with right. us. Give, yeah. give him a call. that check for Matrix 12 that's going to be out in 50 years, and only we know because we're the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Directed DVD. Like that that's that's absolutely crazy that, that much money goes into a house. Do you think you'll ever invite the players when they're in California? Like come out to come out to Uncle well, Daryl. Like I don't really understand how he rolls. Like I've heard stories about a friend of mine played for the Caps and he went to Ted Leonosis's like thing. And then he went to play in another city and he went to the owners of a house there and there's like a vent on the lawn and the lawn looks like a golf course and everyone's wearing khakis and it's really weird. Like Cates has done that sort of thing in the past. I don't know if he, like, knocks those out annually. On Oil Change, I was watching season one of Oil Change recently. He invited Goodness. Taylor Hall and Tyler Sagan to his mansion, and they have mm-hmm. the banners. So, yeah, is that do they have their Christmas party at Chateau Cates? I'd like to think that they'd have an excellent caterer. I'd imagine so. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Everything. That's where my head goes. And, and like, like, hey, you want that olive on top of those crackers? And he's like, you know it. The gift bag he hands us out is just like plasma TVs. Like, thanks for coming, and you're walking out <laughs> yeah. with a 42 inch Samsung. You've got one of those contract extensions. <laughs> you get a year. You get a year. You got a guy that follows you with one of those luggage things, wheeling your toys out. Yeah, just everywhere, everywhere. Mm. Well, this like brings up an interesting question. Like, if you're Daryl Cates, do you like the Oilers? Like, I'm sure you like yeah. the franchise. You like the OEG. You like hanging with your boys. But like, what is he? We, we're trying to do the rough math. Like, he's paid out almost 700 million dollars. Since he bought the team, and that's just salaries or just salaries, sal- just, just that salary straight alone? up salaries, and that's a and rough that's, guess. And that's just players too, right? Right. That's not management. Wow, but that'd be like strength. a fraction of it. Like yeah, if okay. you're if you put out seven hundred million yeah. in, in player salaries, <laughs> like true. let's pretend it's eight hundred million total over that ten years. Right? I like I like my vehicle. I've put in 
thousands of dollars. I don't like my vehicle, but I've put thousands of dollars into it. Do you think maybe it's like that? Well, I wonder, right? So if, like, it, it, we're sitting here and we're like, well, what the fuck? The others are terrible, and I bought a mini pack, and I'm super pissed because I had a Jordan Everly piggy bank. Now it's half full with currency, and it's worthless. If you're Kate's, are you like, I am also very angry because <laughs> I have spent close to buying another team twice over worth of salaries and haven't made the playoffs. Like, do you think he's like that? I, I think that be, because we know he was a fan in the 80s that he has to care about the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, was, sure. this was long before he was the owner. Yeah. So I think that he's a fan of the team. But like you said, he's also running a multi-billion dollar company, so I don't think he has time to watch it. I think he's the kind of guy that checks the score on uh, the Oilers Nation Twitter. Yeah, of course. He, he follows, yes. Yeah, he's, he's like, follows. oh, is it Nation Dan? Oh, no, it's bag milk. Good. Still good. It's still good. <laughs> and when he, if he sees that they lost, he says, fuck, eats his can of beets. Yeah. And then he moves on with his multi-billion dollar business. See, I heard that legitimately that he does watch a lot of games. Like, he'll be, like, yeah. high in the sky in a G12 jet that doesn't come out till 2100, but he gets it because he's in the Illuminati now. And then I heard that he watches lots of games on the road, and I heard that he spazzes. Really? Well, that I gives mean, me if, comfort. Yeah, I'm like, be, well, yeah, thank God okay. Daryl's on it. In the long run, we'll fix this. I mean, if you have Connor, though, you have to watch, right? I think so. I remember for 10 years I was thinking, you bastards in Pittsburgh, how lucky they were to watch Crosby on a nightly basis, and now I'm just so just so happy. Regardless of how the team does... Just seeing number ninety seven, just it's just brings a tear to my eye. It's beautiful. And that I tear like could be nation vodka. Could it be. Probably is at this point. And I think Daryl's probably the same way. How could you not watch Connor? Now I'm just picturing what he looks like watching a game. I don't remember what season of The Simpsons it was, but do you remember when they showed Mr. Burns had a human chess board in his backyard? Yes. yes. Does Daryl Cates pay actors to <laughs> yeah. recreate winning games? Like I need the twelve, and then they go out and run to the backyard and put on the uniform. Like reenact that third period. <laughs> Fuck oh. that. I'd be like, Jay and Dan, I'm going to pay you an extra hour's salary to tell me the Oilers won tonight. And the guys who did Avatar, I want CGI <laughs> graphics so it looks like the Oilers won. Like, no one tell Daryl the Oilers aren't undefeated for the last three years. James Cameron presents. <laughs> exactly. 17, 18, A very Oilers carefully season. constructed reality is around me. Like, what does Daryl Cates watch the game wearing? Do you know what I mean? That's like, another thing. He's too, like, yes. I'm, when I get home, pants off, Nation T, watching the game. What's Daryl wearing? Oh, man. He got, like, some mink house coat or something, balding like that. I'd love to know he's wearing He has a jacket constructed of bad contracts that he wears around Mm. his house. I think that's probably weird about being that rich, though, is that, like, 97% of your life is probably exactly the same as it was. It's not like, oh, you're a billionaire? We're going to ship you the new kinds of Cheetos. Like, you're still eating the same food, listening to the same music, watching the same TV. Yeah, Yeah, well, he knows about in advance, right? You're just not sweating your credit limit. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest thing. Sure, I can tell you who wins American Idol four seasons from now, but really, how does that help me on a day-to-day basis, right? He's probably sitting there like the rest of us schmoes, like watching it in his underwear, being like, this goddamn team, if I have to call the OEG one more time and say, shoot, I'm going to kill myself. Does he Elvis Presley it and actually shoot the TV and then just walk to a different room where it's playing? I I picture him walking through a hallway and the screen just follows him anywhere he's at in the house. Mm. So he just walks through a hallway and the TV just follows. Yeah, is he like late first season of Escobar, like Narcos or something, where he's just like super paranoid? There's always like a bunch of guys with Uzis standing around and there's like a helicopter hovering just in case he wants to bounce? Is he still pretty like... Nah, I I just really can't get this mental image out of my head now. Because he is just like us. Really, it is. He hates afternoon starts. <laughs> he rolls out of bed. And, and that, oh, know, yeah. I, that would be what I would actually want to know. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to like listen to him talk about the team, but I would like to know just a few glimpses that make him a bit yeah. more relatable, right? Like, remember when they got Connor? Yep. That was a relatable story, right? They're yeah. saying, like, he, he said, I was in the living room watching it with my kid. None of us thought we were going to be getting him, so we weren't really paying attention. And then we got him. 
They both started standing, jumping up and down. Now, rewind, he'd be like, I remember giving Gary Bettman that bribe two <laughs> weeks earlier for $400 million. I was hoping we were going to win him in the lottery. But just moments like that, like, that's relatable, right? And that that's why Cates, I think, is kind of missing out in his ownership. It's just like, you should be the king of Edmonton by now. Wasn't that part of the one, part of his pitch to the team when he bought them? Is didn't he in that booklet booklet he had? Wasn't there a picture of him at one of the Stanley yeah. Cup parades, like jumping behind the bench? Wasn't that kind of one of the most charming parts of his bit at the time? Well, I, I think he's probably still that guy, yeah. but that was also now probably thirty some years ago. Oh well, yeah, and even making his pitch that was like oh seven, right? Yeah, holy cow! I guess it has been ten years since oh, yeah. like that first happened. Like the te- well, the original offer, I remember. Something like 120 million. Yeah. Like, That's a lot of money. And Gary Gregg's like, I'm not going to take this shit lying down. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to raise my own money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Daryl Cates, if you're listening, if we're ever in California, is, yeah. we'd like to do a live podcast mm-hmm. with you. Could yes. you imagine getting Daryl in real life? No, <laughs> no, you couldn't. I could imagine. Well, now we have Nation Vodka behind. us. I don't so. think it would be an appropriate place for him to talk. I think Bob Stoffer's probably asked him to come in a show. 405 million times in the decade that he's owned the team. <laughs> he came on here. Too. I think that has he? I think he's done Bob show a couple times. In fact, I know he's done Bob show a couple times. Was it during the Mac T free fall where Mac T's not going anywhere? No, I want to say it's even been like post Connor. Daryl's been with Bob or has done a Bob. To talk about the arena. Talk about you something. say Daryl did Bob post. Yeah, that sounded terrible. Hey, no. That sounded terrible. Hey-o. That sounded terrible. He so is... was he talking about the arena? Like, check it out. We've got seats. I believe so, but it's also <laughs> like it's an, exci- it's an exciting time to be a fan type of those. Yeah, yeah. I believe I might be horrible. And wrong. he's entitled to it yeah, for crying course. out loud. He owns the flipping team. He owns the most expensive house in L.A. We salute you, Daryl, on behalf of all the Oilers fans that lost all the good players in the mid '90s because we were poor. You know what he doesn't have though. Nation Vodka. Or actually, maybe he does. Oh, we'll <laughs> send knows? him a few. We Please don't. don't sue. Why would we send him the thing that's like fifth most likely for him to sue us? Why would we send that to him and be like, enjoy? So if you're listening, do not do not send Daryl Cape. Do not. Do not. Write you, that down. Whatever not. you do, do You not. drink that like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Maybe send him the cap after nope. it, but do Mm-mm. not even that? Nope. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick time out as you're listening to the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by our good friends at Hanson Distillery. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group. Join the family. We are back on the Real Life Podcast. Have any, have any of you guys taken a shit since you got here so far? Only in the corner. Only in the corner? Listen, as a fellow bad broadcaster, I feel for Cassie Campbell. But those things happen. And whenever someone does curse on air, I think about, did I just swear today? Like, I did a couple basketball games over the weekend, and I was convinced that I swore a couple times. I didn't, <laughs> but just when you see it happen to someone else. And if you're not familiar with what, we ha- what we're talking about, was it Saturday night? Saturday night, Matt Benning going into the corner, retrieved the puck. Good Canadian boy, Matt Benning, going in the corners. And then he took a shit in the corner. So saith <laughs> Cassie Campbell. And then was, Dave Randorf came in and helped by tripping over his tongue for the next five minutes. It's just one of my favorite things ever, that accidentally saying take a shit in the corner is enough to trip people up as if saying shit matters to anybody at all. Yeah. It's such a weird thing that it, that's, what, 1030 at night and we're worried about take a shit in the corner. I loved it. How I we, didn't yeah. see it until the next day because we were at the pint, but I saw Wanye's tweet about take a shit in the corner and I was like, oh, this is good. I got to check this tomorrow. <laughs> Set a reminder first <laughs> thing in the a.m. I'm like, head, quickly, internet, make us a clip. Yes, head pounding. And then just a just a nice hearty chuckle. Yeah. When did shit become acceptable to say? 
I think basically everything's acceptable to say now. I do too. I don't like. I'm not a big language guy. Yeah, think anything you go. I think there's still lines crossed with f bombs, but I think like, can you say shit on regular TV now? You could make somebody cry without swearing if you really wanted That's to be mean spirited. That's very yeah, true. sure. Do you guys ever see the South Park episode with the curse monster? I forget what it's actually called, but it's because they keep saying shit so much, <laughs> and then this monster's like, we're supposed to keep these words special, and basically they're waiting for someone to say shit on cop drama. And that was the whole big talk around the town. Like, you hear what they're going to say on cop drama tonight? And at the very end, very end, it was just a guy going, by the way, you got a little shit on your face. <laughs> and that's what everyone was all around. But I feel like that's the society we live in. You can curse anywhere now. It's weird. It's like these words don't mean anything. Like, like shit doesn't mean anything. Did you guys grow up in non-cursing households? A little bit. But then oh, I, yeah. I, got to, uh, I got to know my lanes because my dad used to call. Well, I'm not Actually, I'm not going to disparage a fine business on this podcast. But he used to call it shitty tire. <laughs> I don't know. Shitty tire instead of what? <laughs> I don't know what that could possibly be. He used to call it that, and then I figured it out as about a 10-year-old that I could swing that one along with him. I am. So you found your lanes. Shitty tire. Mm. Good. You came up in, I grew up in a <laughs> strict non-cussing household. What brand is that? <laughs> it's the shitty tire. They, they they give you shitty dollars if you spend enough money there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, can... What? Really? <laughs> Canadian Tire is shitty tire? Just according to my dad. <laughs> so that was one of those ones that as soon as I heard him say shitty tire enough that I just picked up on it. What and a I... fucking confusing household <laughs> you were raised in. <laughs> Nothing is what it appears. And like your dad's an intelligent individual. Yeah. He's like an engineer. He is. I'm bragging about it. Be sure to drop that if I ever screw anything up. Just like Chris dad, Chris Russell's dad is a bull rider. They drop that. Drop My dad is an engineer. When I screw up, damn it, embarrass him, not me. And then they'll interview him one day at your eventual trial, and it'll be like, told son, it was called shitty tire. Like, I don't know where he went off the rails and killed all those hobos. I know you guys went through a stretch recently where you, well, not even recently, maybe a year ago, but you basically banned people from commentating anonymously on the nation, right? Or you've tried to curb that? Well, not really. I mean, like, the way it used to be is that you didn't have to have an account, okay. which meant that... Mark Majot could come and drop his hate speech <laughs> under several different names what I used to do. over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and we would have to ban all these accounts. So we took that, we took their ball away, and now you have to sign up oh, for okay. an account. That makes so sense. So we have to annoy you a little bit to be able to have the privilege of dropping Mark Majot's hate speech on the comments. Is, is there a word, you don't have to say because you got flooded with it, but is there like a word or phrase that you will ban someone for now? Like, oh, I know sure. many, many. Yeah, oh, like many. there's, well, of course, there's, there's not swear tons. words. Yeah, either. it's just more directed. At certain people, orientations or ethnicities, possibly. All of that. But then sometimes there's just, they don't swear or say anything particularly crass. It's just the context of what they're saying is just fucking ridiculous. How great would it be if we eventually got sports broadcast on, like, let's just say HBO. And you could have broadcasters Mm. say, holy shit, what a home run by, like, wouldn't that be, I would pay $2 a month for announcers that curse. Not all the time. It does need to be, like... Uh, who is that super vulgar uh, Andrew Dice Clay? I don't need Andrew Dice Clay broadcasting a game and for now me. It's me, Andrew Dice yeah. Clay, calling this Kansas City Royals game. This is going to be unbelievable, you fucking yeah. idiot. Like, I don't think that, but wouldn't it be great if Kevin Quinn just dropped an overtime winner? Holy shit! <laughs> I'd and, watch that. Yeah, wouldn't everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do a thing where you weren't allowed to swear. Yeah, no, like you I can't swear. Like could do my job. Park Boys. Remember when he's on the stand? Oh, yeah. I can't swear and I can't smoke. I'm fucked, Your Honor. It's not right to make someone fucked in your court, so I get to swear and smoke. <laughs> and then he lights the smoke, yeah. and the other lawyer tries to light his smoke. He's like, no, no, only, only him. him. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. I think I'd be all in favor of that. I think they should just be allowed to swear on TV. I think so. Like or we're getting past. To- like, like, like you talked about Kevin Quinn. Say the Oilers had allowed. I know he didn't broadcast on Saturday night, but say they had allowed that sixth goal and it went to overtime. 
That is a overtime fucking winner right there. That's what I want to hear. Oh, I think it's your it. job, though, if you're Kevin Quinn, is like you can't be on either side. Mm. Actually, the game against the Flames, same game, was very strange because their broadcast team of Cassie Campbell and Dave Randorf were the Flames broadcasters. Okay. So it was really weird because you don't really realize when you're watching the Oilers broadcast how much of it is Oilers-centric yep. until you're watching an Oilers game and you're like, that Johnny Gaudreau is one <laughs> small drink of water. And you're like, why the fuck do I? Oh, yeah, it's the Calgary. And I don't know if you, Anya, but Bag Milk, I know like you watch games on the road team's feed, right, from time to time? Sometimes, yeah, sure. And it is a little odd when you just mm-hmm. get... Yep. Oh, you mean they actually don't love Connor McDavid, or yeah. you mean they don't actually—they're not familiar with? They say something like Jasper Street, or your like, Buffalo area Ford dealer. Yeah, You're like, like what like, in what, the fuck? They the have Ford in Buffalo. On? Yeah, no, it is weird. And then sometimes, just how they announce things is weird too. Like I watched when the Oilers were in Boston. I watched part of it on their feed, and I don't know—I don't know the guy's name. Jack Edwards. His voice is just hilarious. He's to amazing. Me. So he's. Endlessly entertaining, so I find myself more listening to him than necessarily watching the game. Which is good, because Jack Eichel is human trash. <laughs> We're getting Boston and Buffalo mixed up. You say Boston? Oh, you're thinking of Rick Jenneret, who's also Rick a Jenneret is also great. Apologies. I was listening to a different podcast while you were talking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but um, when you had a really good broadcaster, sometimes it just, it's just great. Slows, man. I just want to watch it. You're like... like Early '90s Bob Cole. I know, like the youngins, you millennials, no, you don't. I, no, I love Bob Cole. I'm like the only person born yeah. after 1988 that loves Bob Cole. Like I see so much hate for Bob Cole, but like if you heard him in his prime, man, there's he, who he, hates Bob Cole? The youngins, Wanye. Yeah. Well, of course they do. They hate everything. The youngins, and hey, I will say I think Bob Cole has lost his step, but he's still sure. Bob Twenty like, years ago, yeah, but he's still Bob Cole. He's still Absolutely. Bob Cole. When I close my eyes and I think of hockey, it's Bob Cole doing play by play. Really? That's the one voice for me. It'll, it's oh, always Unky, Bob Unky Cole. Rod for me. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I just like it was. I never grew up liking the least or whatever, but just Bob Cole was the one announcer we had on TV. Right. And I think thing. part of it too is that you knew you were going to see a Leafs game on yeah. Saturday, yeah. and you knew you were going to hear Bob Cole, regardless of who you're waiting for after. Yeah. Agreed. Can you do a Bob Cole? No. Madge? Whoa, baby! <laughs> Nailed it. I, I, Whoa, was I Bob wish, Cole in here? I, I, I wish I could. I This isn't a Bob Cole, but one of my favorite Bob Cole, this is an impression, one of my favorite memories, was Game 7, Oilers Stars. I have the Oilers' 10 best games on DVD, so I'll watch that every once in a while. And Bob You're Cole just fan, yeah. drops a line, goes, Buckburger now! He's not too shabby. <laughs> Across centering. That wasn't even necessary, but the fact that you drop in he's not too shabby is the greatest part of this broadcast. The backhanded compliment yes. from Bob Cole. He's not too breakout. shabby. God bless him. God bless him. Wanya, you're going to break the podcast with a trade rumor that you No, not you a trade rumor. Done? I was just Suggested? the other day I was watching the Ottawa Senators implode and I was watching Drew Doughty say, I'm not going to sign for less than $100 trillion and same for Carlson, and I was watching Carlson say, wherever I'm going to play, I'm going to earn top dollar, whether it's here or elsewhere. And I thought, oh, good, the Senators are fucking it up, and they're going to lose <laughs> ca- They're going to lose their captain. Maybe that's a guy that the other— I hate trade rumors, yep. and I can't stand it when people are like, you know what we need to do? Let's package up 10 twos and trade them for a 10 and a two. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. However, I was just—we were talking the other day mm-hmm. about it, bag milk, and we said maybe we should talk about it on the show. Yep. Carlson, as an oiler— to me, I mean, obviously he's a very good player. He won the Norris in his second year, and then, and then, and then, he's only twenty-seven. I thought he was like thirty-three. No, so Swedes, man. Yeah, and they'll age in the water. well, right? Yeah, He'll probably play till he's forty, mm. which, by my rough math, is approximately well, thirteen years from now. Especially the type of game he plays, where he's not a, the bruising type of defense, and he can roll off hits. Right? He's an mm. unbelievable skater, and mm-hmm. once your feet go, they start to go. But I think mm. he has a, a little bit longer. So again, this is pure speculation. But like, where would it even start? 
This is what I wanted to yes. talk about. Well, Wanya brought it up. Would Leon Drysaddle be a start? It would have to be a start. I think you're looking at everyone on your team, not named McDavid, and I think Drysaddle is the most valuable person on on your team, not named McDavid. Is that fair? I love you, Nuge. Yeah, I think with the but Nuge lo- stepping up. Well, yeah, I mean, to me, if you're Ottawa and you have Phaneuf, and who else is on their back end? You got to think Phaneuf isn't there for the long term. Like, he's getting up there. He's been in this league a long time. Mm-hmm. So you got to think. But they're paying him big money. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Right? Like he's getting that. I remember yeah. I had a buddy that went, he was at Cowboys in Calgary. And uh, Dion Phaneuf rolled in wearing full Under Armour. <laughs> and then this was like one of the very first camera phones. Kind of like we're talking about the LG. Like, Razor? Or even before the Razor? Yeah, we're around Razor okay. time. So he snaps like this potato shot of... Dion appears Phaneuf. to be a spaceman. Yeah, like he tells me it's Dion. There's no way you can tell. He could just be lying to me, but there's this man decked out head to toe and like it looked like he was in a bike race. Maybe he was. And he took a stop off for some 25-cent draft. Maybe, maybe he was. So if you're Ottawa, you're going to ask for a defense and back. Wait, would you? I think you have to. I just, based on a, if, if I'm if I'm a GM and I'm going to trade Eric Carlson, right. I have to get at least a defenseman. Johan V2 has been a good run, <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's got to go. He'll do well in the nation's capital. Absolutely. I think right now I would start. Do Let me back up. Okay. Do you think the Senators are going to trade Carlson? We talked about an owner earlier in this show, Daryl Cates. I don't know about Eugene Melnick. Is he not have a reputation for being cheap? Is that a thing? He, Until a Senators fan saved his life by giving his bone marrow to true. him. But, now I think it's everybody's... Sorry. No, I think I just think that's something that players look for now that that wasn't a thing 10, 15 years ago. Especially in the NBA, you're not just looking at where's nice weather. You're looking at where am I going to get a chance to win, who coaches, who owns it. So is, do I think Ottawa could? Maybe. I just don't know about Eugene Melnick. So that could be a question mark. Maybe you're just tired of playing for him, or maybe he's the greatest owner in the world. I think it begins and ends with Eugene Melnick. But let's just say, for argument's sake, they do trade him. Or they at least make him available. Everyone can be traded. The shrinking list... How many players in the NHL right now do you think would never, ever be traded? 14. Mc, I have no idea. I just wanted to blurt out a number. McDavid, <laughs> Crosby, mm-hmm. maybe Malkin. Mm. Caves. Well, that's because you can't trade him. Yeah, you can't, but you look like we had we had P.K. Subban traded for Shea Weber. Who thought either of those guys would ever get traded? That was the day NHL numbers crashed. Yeah. A lot was going on in that 40-minute stretch. Oh, yeah. But I think like that Subban trade last year, for me, really opened my eyes at, oh, the untradeable list actually isn't that big across the league. Why, if you're Carlson, is it begin and end with Eugene Melnick? Because I think he's he's the owner. He's going to be there probably longer than you are. And if you don't like the guy at the top, and you but really like, don't like him. Let's compare that to the Oilers, who have a limited visibility with Daryl Case. Mm-hmm. Does that have any impact on who likes playing for the Edmonton no, Oilers? No, but also, Melnick is in the public a lot more than Daryl Case is. Eugene Melnick is usually always putting himself out there. Mm-hmm. So you might just want your owner to say, shh. Shut the hell up and sign So Eric checks. Carlson could want to leave Ottawa because his owner won't shut up? Couldn't want to leave Ottawa, but would entertain the option to leave Ottawa. Because his owner won't shut up? Could be. Just speculating. Well, this is all this show is about. Yeah, speculation. 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 Something or other relation. People don't like owners sometimes, from time to time. And like, yeah. I might be wrong, but I'm just looking at other sports and how situations are handled. Maybe that's it. Maybe he doesn't like the coach. And that's where, again, we're going to go back to Daryl very briefly. Good. Remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. If there's a 1% chance people won't want to play here for you, be a ghost. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. don't want your owner coming in and telling you about the about the penalty kill. No. If you don't want the executive producer dancing <laughs> in your videos, come to yes. death row. Shook Knight reference. <laughs> well done. 
Uh, so yeah, I think so. They might so that you you don't you don't feel the same smoke where there's smoke, there's fire that I did when I was watching this. Where I was like, here's a situation where you know are the Oilers screwed? Well, we'll leave this festering wound for one show at least. Mm-hmm. But if you do have to roll the dice and you yeah. do have to make not a rebuild but like a significant piece swap after having made two significant piece yep. swaps. Is a once-in-a-generation thing like Carlson being pissed because him and Dowdy want to band together and get a trillion dollars a situation where maybe an apple falls out of the tree that it shouldn't ordinarily? Could very well. That could very well be the case, right? But with Connor and probably what Eric Carlson is going to get, would there be room under the same barn for both? But here's the thing, right? It's not anymore. I think the idea of like a one, two, three, four, five, six defensive system, you can get by now with six threes. You know what I mean? Like you don't. I mean, have Pittsburgh to arguably did it last year. You don't have to shell out massive cake. So you could have Carlson, for example, and a bunch of crumbs. But he does play about thirty minutes a he night does. too. He's he's on the ice right now, and they're not even playing. That's amazing. That's how impressive he is. If you're b- picking players based on how hot of the girls they date and marry are, which mm, I do, of course, Carlson is at the top of a very short list of guys who has landed a super vixen. Uh, you'd have to give up though one of the Oilers' Swedish defensemen. Plus, I think it'd be Dry Seidel plus Clef Bomber Larson. Okay, okay, let's talk about this. That's what I think it would have to be. I then, would trade Clef Bomb and I would trade Dry Seidel for Carlson and something else. I don't know if you could get something else for that. Sure, you can. You could, but I don't know. I don't know, know. you can. But it, it, would have, it would have to be one of those. It would have to be one of those <laughs> blow the doors off type but of But that's lottery. what I'm talking yeah. about. Let's do that deal. Yeah, yeah let's blow do some that deal. Doors like, off. Yeah, let's stop trading away. Let's be the other side of like a three for one. Where the Oilers actually get the best player. Where you're like, whoa, I didn't realize we could give up Strom and get Everly back. Let's do one of those deals. Seriously. Could be. That does hurt seeing New York Islanders fans really enjoy And I've got no problem with Ryan Strom. You've played well, buddy. I know you're listening to this. You've heard my pep talk. Yeah, very good. Um, But seeing just how much Islanders fans love Everly is kind of like. But I will say, though, that's a market that. I don't know if they deserve it, but there are passionate New York Islander fans. There are really passionate, really New passionate. Fans. New York I Islander went fans. to an Oilers Islanders game in 03. Was there so, a car in the corner? No, you're at the old, the still old shitty Nassau, uh, right? Okay. And then I went again with a guy from Hockey Fights in maybe 15, and we went again mm. to the, the first year before they went to Brooklyn. Okay. There are a lot of oh, really yeah. passionate Oilers fans. I was, of course, decked out head to toe in Oilers gear, and I went in the bathroom, and it was like such a novelty to see an Oilers fan. I was like, Hey, yeah, bro. Like, Ooh, you're not having a good time up there, are you? I'm like, <laughs> could I have one of your really weak American beers? Like, think about it. Was it four straight Stanley Cups before the Oilers went on their run? Like, mm-hmm. they have some legit fans there. You know who was a big Islander fan? I don't know if he is anymore, but it was the kid, Mick Foley. Ah. He grew up in upstate New York. No and he's like, that's what you did at the time. You cheered for the guys that won every year. So, yes, Islanders are some passionate fans. It's good they're seeing some success. Imagine, though, if they were in the Pacific Division. And you had to see them four times, five times a year. Yeah, that's like when you when you break up with somebody, you want them to move away. Yep, you want them to move to Long Island, where you very rarely see them on the sports highlights until they come back and trash you in the media. Yeah, and they're like gorgeous, <laughs> taller, jacked, shit, and they got their teeth fixed. No, Jordan, your teeth. So we've gone way off the topic. We where is your list Carlson. for Carlson Mijo? So you're starting with if I'm Eric Carlson, yeah. where do I want to go? Yep. Would this be a move that you would throw the vault at, first of all? You can dismiss yes, this out of hand. Honestly, I would. I okay. think Eric Carlson is that good. Because I, I hate these stupid no. theoretical trade things. But I think in this instance, if Eric Carlson is unhappy in Ottawa, we need to look at our lives. I would lives. overpay for Connor McDavid. Or for Lee, <laughs> Eric Carlson. I would, call, I would call up the sense. <laughs> He's say, traded McDavid. Oh, my you God. You fool. If, if I'm a GM and I do hear, say I'm the GM of the Oilers, I call up Ottawa and say, anyone, any combination of two players but McDavid, and we'll start talking. 
That's how I would start that conversation. I know that's how NHL 18 trades usually get made and mm-hmm. how fantasy football trades get made, but that's how I would start with it. You can take any two, not name McDavid, and we'll start it from there. Here's another move you could do. You got the how many contracts do you have? You're uh, right at 50. 49. 49 right now. Right now yeah. Okay, just get two crumbs. One guy last name Mick, one guy last name David. And then package them up so people think they're getting McDavid. <laughs> In fact, they're getting two players who may not even be real players, just have the right last names. Mm. That's how you get your star defenseman. You do a trick play. And they don't realize it until Carlson's plane is just taking off. Yeah. It'd be like that final scene in Argo when they're chasing him down the yeah. runway and the plane just and takes like off. And like two fat guys land in all brand new Oilers tracksuits. Like, I'm John David and I'm Tony <laughs> Mick and we're here. And you're like, yeah, we did it. Fuck you, Ottawa. You guys have all seen the pictures of the first time Gretzky lands in Edmonton in that oh, yeah. tiny plane. That's what it could be like, just with two fat guys with like a starter jacket. Like, hey, go Suns. I love that shot. It's like him with like say, a mustache and bell bottoms. Bring back up. tan Suits. Bring back greeting players on the friggin' tarmac. They're like, hey, hey, the Peter Driscoll trade just went down. And you're like, that's not going to be remembered as a Peter mm. Driscoll trade. Let's go meet Nathan Walker at the airport right now. And we'll meet him on the uh, tarmac. Good day. Welcome in Edmonton. Yes. like, sir, you're not allowed on the tarmac. Oh, in fact, but no, it's Nathan Walker. This oh, is a sorry. taser. We've all been to Australia. It's fine. Uh, so anyways, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think Eric Carlson deserves any money he wants. Well, right this now. didn't go over how I thought it would in my head. Who'd you I rather? thought we would have a rousing debate. Mm. We're all on the same page. Who'd you rather pay? Carlson or Doughty? You have to pick one or the other. Carlson. Carlson. Really? Yeah. Why Why so quick? To me, I think that kind of offense or potential for offense and a guy who can skate like that, like you mentioned, yep. that's he's McDavid, but on the back end. Why, why would you go? I think Carlson's really good looking and Doughty's ugly. And I think that has a lot to do with how good you are on the ice. The one thing that I you know, jump he's out missing to. teeth, whereas Carlson's got like a silver Ferrari. He's got that patchy beard. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I like both defensemen. I would take Carlson as well. But whenever I think of Drew Doughty, I think about a 21-year-old defenseman being one of the best defensemen for Team Canada on a team loaded with future Hall of Famers. Like Doughty in 2010, I know that was seven years ago, was pretty damn good in the Olympics. Oh, for sure. And it's even weird to think that the 2010 Olympics were almost eight years ago. Oh. Yeah. And we don't even get a chance to talk about uh, Russia basically. Mother Russia. Holy, if you were a disgraced Russian athlete and you go on the neutral flag, what song would you want played if you win a medal? Why can't we be friends? R- Rasputin by Boney M. That's <laughs> oh, good. That's I would a good go one. Rasputin by Boney Anything M. Anything by Lil Pump at this point is hot. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe Lil Peep. Shout out to Lil Peep. Um, Bless. I was thinking about that, though, because... It's funny that this news just came out today because I just, what's the documentary on Netflix? Help me out. Uh, Icarus? It's called Icarus, yeah. I just watched it. So, like, the timeliness of this, it's like my whole world isn't being controlled by Netflix right now. Like they're waiting. The Truman Show, the Bagged Milk Show. They're just waiting to drop this info. Uh, we got to get out of here as the KG, there's the KGB right outside, banging oh, yeah. on the door. But there's something else. We you told wanted. you not to talk about the Olympics. Mother, yes, Mother Russia is here. Well, we're just shouting out our new sponsors, and we yes. have Jap Equipment's our new sponsors. And this closes a very strange loop for me in my life. For these are actually my in laws. Ooh, really? Now, I think it's an in law when your sister marries the guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Doesn't have to be me getting married to have in laws, right? No, 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 no. Right. So, my sister, and I don't know if we're allowed to name everybody's names, so I won't name anybody's names, but the good folks at Jap are. It's a family-run business. Okay. And so when I was in grade nine and I was on the soccer team, my now sister-in-law was our team mascot. And really? she was a young lady, and she would run if the ball was kicked out of bounds and grab it. And so she works at the family business, Jaffa. And she's one of those people that you're, like, scared of intuitively just because she's, like, super bossy, even mm-hmm. though she means well. And she was like, yes, so we're advertising on your podcast. And I know that noticed that the SoundCloud downloads were down. And she was, like, immediately on <laughs> me. And I was like, I'm sorry, Marin. I didn't know. I go, oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. We're doing our best. Yeah. So thank you, Jaffa, for coming on board and giving me. Marin is now my boss. And that is very strange. So, mm-hmm. Marin, if you're listening, and she 
actually does. Really? They all listen, bless their hearts, at Jappa while they're working so hard. You now have an edge on me, and you have every right to ask me why my SoundCloud downloads are down. Can you please invite us to Christmas dinner so I can meet the whole family? I, I want to meet. I want to meet the Gretzes, the Wanye Gretzes. <laughs> this That's is the good side meet. of the family. Yeah, on my I, side, there isn't. Right? I like, want to meet everyone. Yeah, Tell no, you what, we'll all spend Christmas together. Yeah, we should be all right. I got nowhere to go. You'd be like, I don't understand. How can a nice family like this result in a mutant like Wanye falling out, and they speak <laughs> in full sentences and don't swear and make up fake names for themselves? No, I love it. Well, welcome, Jappa. We'll welcome, try not Jappa. to let you Thank down. Thank you. Yeah, we won't let you down. We're going to get those SoundCloud downloads up, Marin. You'll see. I'll work day and night like I did on the grade nine soccer team leading us to divisionals, which I did. Uh, we just gave a shout Oh, I'm just furious now throwing bottles. Uh, we gave a shout out right there. And if you'd like a shout out on the Real Life Podcast, tweet us. Yeah, Throw- we got to get our social game up yeah. in 2018, yeah. boys. That's, that's something we can we plan We got to make some New Year's resolutions. One about getting our social game up. Because I went to the Real Life Instagram account the other day, and I was like, I wonder what magic's on here. And there was just the logo. It posted that one. Old logo, by the way. Yeah. Okay. No, let's do it. We have big plans for this podcast. Big plans. You'll see. You'll big moves. See. Marin, you hear that? Big plans. Big plans. Also, we'll, we'll close on this one. Closing thoughts. We mentioned Instagram, the Real Life. What have you guys learned from following me on Instagram? I'm pretty boring. I wore a nation jacket once that in was one of nice. my pictures, but I'm pretty yeah. boring on Instagram, aren't I? You're stylish in that nation jacket, I do. Honest, That's what I learned. I wore it, and a girl here was like, you look really dapper today. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Nice. I, know. I, I saw you in the Misses. Is it the Misses? Is that a Possibly. game at the hockey game yes. where you were wearing your jacket? Yes. And I was with some, my buddies, and they're like, look, there's a guy in a nation jacket. I'm like, it's Maz. They're like, go say hi. I'm like, no, not outside of work. And I ran <laughs> away. Like Two elementary school teachers running into each other at the shopping market. Or like a high school teacher that runs into one of her students at the ranch on Friday night. Yeah. Like, you're 18, and I'm 21. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's always awkward. But Good it's times. weird because I had like two beers in my hands. I'm like, Maz will know I'm drinking. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't do well with it was a tu- It was a Tuesday night, oh, so I, I just lit, lit. The Oilers decide when it's Friday night for me. Well, we did That's just right. bring you a bottle of vodka on a Wednesday night. That That's is true. very true. That and is what I intended true. was three different kinds of lemonade for us to drink as mix. And instead, we're just thirsty fellas. We are. Just lem- drank it straight. So Maz gets a whole good. bottle of vodka to chug. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. It'll be gone by next podcast. As it should. It will be. Trust me, boys. It's good for you. There's good vitamins. Tell you what, boys. Russian this, tap water. Plant matter. <laughs> I, I thought this was the best podcast we've recorded today. Unbelievable. High praise. I 100%. had fun. We talked Daryl Cates' mansion. Yeah. Talked Huge. trade rumors. Lots Big of good ones. stuff. Huge. Uh, Huge. Jesse Campbell's slip up. <laughs> Taking a shit. Oh, I love it. We got like a couple more before Christmas. We'll have some fun. But this was the Real Life Podcast. One Gretz, Bag Milk. I'm Mark Mijo. Chat with you next week. The Real Life Podcast is brought to you by sumojerky.com which I thought was a stupid business at first until I got into it. Let me just explain it. It's basically a jerky of the month club, which sounds very, very silly until you start thinking it through. So basically head over to sumojerky.com, sign up yourself, or even better, give it as a gift. Now, you're not just getting sumo jerky. What sumo jerky is is they source like artisan handmade jerky that you would find at a farmer's market on a Saturday morning in like uh, Topeka, Kansas. Like They'll get all these strange jerkies that you've never even thought of or heard of, but it's the top quality jerkies in the world. Matter of fact, sumojerky.com has had one of the highest satisfaction ratings of any subscription service on earth since 2014. Think about artisan beef jerky showing up at your house every month, or even better yet, showing up at your dad's house every month as a gift. You get him a Christmas gift, and you sign up, and it just shows up every single month. He gets three types of jerky you head over to sumojerky.com type in your preferences so you don't get the cilantro jerky and you don't get the pineapple jerky because you got basic taste and you get pepper jerky and teriyaki jerky but 
It's from Texas, and it's made with love, and it shows up. If you want that to be part of your life, sumojerky.com is where you need to head. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.